0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number seventeen of Imprint Cast, the podcast dedicated to the Australian boutique label Imprint Films. My name is Tony Majors, and joining me as always is my colleague and partner in crime, John Matthews. John, how are you going?
1: Uh, doing well, Tony. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this. I'm still a bit unwell, as I said on the previous episode. So, uh, but yes, uh, looking forward to chatting about um, some of these titles. So, once again, listeners, uh, excuse me if I sound a bit nasally um just getting over a bit of a cold
0: yeah the main thing is you are getting better i know it's it's a slow process but the main thing is you are getting better
1: yep slowly but surely
0: <laughs> we missed him last episode and we're glad to have him on this this time round. um our regular colleague ryan kendall is with us ryan how are you going
2: i'm going pretty good um i i sound better than john but my computer laptop fan is sounds worse though oh. but i'm all good.
0: <laughs> no worries all good
2: happy to be back
0: yes it's been a while since you've been since you've been on the show especially with your surgery and all that everything went everything uh, went well
2: yeah yeah it was it's kind of funny cuz like people say it was like the worst experience of pain they ever had and it was like to- i didn't like feel that like, I felt a bit of pain and uncomfortableness, but, like, I was kind of fine. Oh, I think good. people are just weak. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, but it's going to be fun. We're in the 200s now. Fuck.
0: Yeah, we are in the 200s. That's right. What was
2: um 200? Was number um, number 200?
0: 200 was Carrie from the 50s, directed by William hey. White.
2: Lovely.
1: Lovely. And- we're getting up there now. Yeah. We
0: are getting up there, yes. I know, right? God damn. And on
2: so so I was gonna say it's two years now. Two? Three.
1: It'll I think it'll be uh, well yeah, I think it'll be three in April next year in print.
0: Uh yes, it'll be three in April, yes.
1: Yeah, but that that's a, quite an accomplishment. Two hundred titles in that time frame, that's pretty amazing. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, man, that's crazy. Well
0: done. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing the March twenty twenty-three releases. I gotta say, and I think John and Ryan, you both agree with me, it's a pretty damn good month.
2: It's not too shabby, not too shabby. I, I do know at least half of these. So, like, that's kind of, like, a first for me. And, like, fuck anything, when stuff gets released, I'm like, oh, no, I know something. I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me. <laughs> it's
0: like, yay. Um, Same here. To kick us
2: off, um, Ryan, did
1: you want to start
0: with the first title?
2: Yes, for sure. I would love to. Um, hopefully my fan doesn't um, explode. but It should be good all right lovely imprint number 204 march so this is from 1993 and it is titled little buddha uh director uh, bernardo botticelli botticelli
1: yeah Bottice,
2: Bertolucci, that's right <laughs> i only mean, called him border <laughs> Bertolucci.
1: <It's> after dish <laughs> yeah i <laughs>
2: know right <laughs> Uh, in a big American city, a boy and his family, uh, played by Fond, uh, Bridget Fonda and Chris Isaac uh, from *Silence of the Lambs*. Oh, that's right, he was in *Silence of the Lambs*. He was such a missed cameo, or well, like a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, discover a story about a prince in a land of miracles, but the miracle becomes real when Tibetan monks appear, searching for their leader's reincarnation, who they believe has been reborn in the boy suddenly their worlds meet leading the americans on an extraordinary adventure. keanu reeves and bridget fonda star this motion picture spectacular from academy academy award-winning director bernardo Bordolucci, uh who did the last emperor As uh, starring keanu reeves bridget fonda uh Ruching ying, Ruching ying uh sorry if i butchered it and chris isaac uh we're special Special features and tech specs uh, 1080p high def presentation on Blu-ray from a 4k scan from the original negative. New uh, audio commentary by filmmaker and film historian Jim Hemphill. Uh, new interview with cinematographer, Vittorio Storaro. Uh, the making of Little Buddha feature. Uh, interview with Jeremy Thomas a vintage interview with director Bernardo from '93. theatrical trailer with some more special features to be announced, uh, the aspect ratio of 2.001, audio English DTS-HD 5.1 surround sound plus LPCM 2.0, uh, optional English subbies, and limited edition slipcase for first 1,500 copies with unique artwork. Lovely. Um, I have not seen this film, but I did find, it's been on my watch pile for a while, but I did find a flashback entertainment DVD release of this film, and I've always wanted to see it because just the picture of Keanu Reeves in like semi-black face, praying in like his little uh, I guess what is it, like a little praying sitting stance is just so iconic for me. Um Tony have you seen this film
0: I have seen Little Buddha back in the day on VHS and um it was a beautiful spectacle as expected by Bertolucci of course he did um The Last Emperor and uh a couple of other films but probably one of um Bertolucci's most popular most famous movies was um 1972 Last Tango in Paris Quite controversial, which is still controversial to this day. And um, he also did a movie from 1976 um, called 1900. I consider that his masterpiece. Ah, yeah, that was a great one. A beautiful five-hour-plus epic of Magnum's Magnificent Scope. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, um, of course, Last Emperor was was also another good one as well. I absolutely love it.
2: I haven't seen that one. I think I've got that one. I don't know. I don't have that one, but I do want to see it. Oh
0: yeah, you should see the Last Emperor. It's really good.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do like my uh, Bragado. Yeah. It's
0: getting
1: <laughs> it's getting a four K actually soon. Last Emperor, so it
0: is. It is getting a four K soon. Awesome. Oh,
1: uh, is that Arrow? Mm,
2: yeah, that's it. right, Arrow. Keep your eye out for that. There you go. Hard uh, j- as well, I think. Sorry, John, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> no,
0: that's okay. That's okay
1: uh john have you seen little buddha uh yes uh a few years ago when i was going through a bertolucci phase i was trying to see a lot of his films this is one i came across um and i have a local dvd i think it's umbrella or someone put it out here locally um but it was one i found on the cheap and um yeah i actually you know i enjoyed it from memory just like 10 years ago i saw it and um and just like you said, Tony, just the scale of it, the epic, and the way all the um, all the extras have been placed. Like we're talking hundreds of thousands of extras, and it's a real visual film, a visual <laughs> piece. And um, yeah, you got <clears throat> Keanu Reeves um, in a role you're probably not going to see him like and, or never will again. So it's certainly unique. And um, but once again, I'm a bit hazy on it because it's been about maybe ten or twelve years since I saw it. So keen to check it out again. But yeah, I love. Um, uh, yeah, Berlucci. Myself, um, like you said, Tony. Nineteen hundred uh, as a masterpiece as well. Uh, well. he did he did one of my favourite films of all time, *The Conformist*, which um, mm. personal favourite. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's just incredible. I want
2: to say I should watch that again too. It's a great
1: one. It still holds up. Yeah, because the lead recently passed away. He was in a ton of films, but uh, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see his later career because he, he kept, I mean, he was really young when he did The Conformance. He's like, you know, late 20s. And this is, you know, pretty unheard of in the, the you know, early 70s to have like a director that young. And um, and even he, <coughs> excuse me, he um, did the films all the way up into the 2000s. So, yeah, really, really interesting. So uh, for those, one of the more underrated Bertolucci's, you know, of his career. So, yeah, wor- worth a rewatch for sure. Um, definitely.
0: It sure is and especially um, since it, it was filmed by um, cinematographer Vittorio Storaro and of course it's the aspect ratio of 2.00 by 1 that's um, Vittorio Storaro's preferred Univisium aspect ratio because that's he like it's that part, that aspect ratio has its own name Univisium which is incredible uh-huh. which Storaro made himself that's
2: hilarious I love it <laughs> I did not know that. Fantastic.
0: Yeah.
2: There's some cool artwork, too. It's almost yeah. like a lightsaber or some shit going from, like, the boy's head straight through Keanu's head. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> it's all the red and everything. This is evil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting piece of art there. Yeah, definitely. In... And me, once again, it's... you wouldn't think that's Keanu, humbly right
2: <laughs> uh, He's starting to look like, it's almost like a Kylo Ren cross with, like, like a Native American <laughs> <laughs> there's so much going on you know that's the golden child right there yeah <laughs> fantastic typical it's always a white kid with blonde hair
0: always <sighs> oh, the odd one out yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> racism in its finest gosh
0: <laughs> whitewashing
2: oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Love
2: it. Oh. Anyway, I'll pass it on.
0: I'll handball over. No worries. Uh, John, did you want to get on with the next title?
1: Uh, yes, definitely. So the next one we have is spine number 205, and that is The House of Spirits from 1993. Um, <clears throat> from Isabel Allende's, uh best-selling novel, Set in South Africa before the Second World War, The House of Spirits is a haunting romantic, hauntingly romantic epic uh, tale spanning three generations of the Tribu uh, Tribu, uh, Chuba family, sorry. Uh, At its core, it is the stormy yet passionate relationship between the supernaturally gifted Clara, Meryl Streep, and a controlling husband, Esteban, Jeremy Irons, who resists change both politically and personally. This is a timeless story of secret seduction, revenge, and forgiveness, based on Isabel uh, Eldendre's uh, best selling novel, starring Jeremy Irons, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Renona Ryder, Antonio Banderas, and Vanessa Redgrave. So, the special features and technical uh, we have a 1080p high definition transfer on Blu ray. Uh, Interviews of Jeremy Irons, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, Billy August, and Isabel Alandre. Um, There's more special features to be announced, uh, to be confirmed, uh, because this title just got announced. Uh, Original aspect ratio of 2.351, so it's a scope film, um, and audio English LPCM 2.0 mono, original English subtitles, and a limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 with unique artwork. Um, now this is one I have not seen, but I know of it. Um, it's one that I remember seeing. Um, I think I think a DVD of it floating around for a while, and uh, yeah, just I just I, I sort of like these period drama type films. Um, so really lavish productions um, with costumes and and you know really great actors and actresses of the time. Uh, I mean, what a cast! I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm really impressed that they were able to. Get this cast together, including you know Winona Ryder as well. Um, so yeah, this one I'm I'm just I'm intrigued to see. I I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm quite quite interested. Um, Tony, have you heard of or seen of this seen this one?
0: I have heard of House of the Spirits, but unfortunately, I have like you John, I have not seen it. I have seen it on the VHS days when I was working in the video stores, but never rented it. But it was a big renter of memory. But from what I've seen, the cast is great, especially um, Meryl Streep, Jeremy Irons, Glenn Close, Ronan Ryder, Banderas, and Vanessa Redgrave. It's a great cast and directed by Billy August, who um, who directed, who he, he, he made many Swedish films. He won an Oscar for, um, won an Academy Award for the best foreign language film for the movie Pele the Conqueror back in 1987. Which I have not, which I have seen, and I do highly, I, I praise it highly. It is very good, as well. As, I it, was going to say I haven't heard of that one before. Part of the Conqueror*. Yeah, it's a really good one. What so, um,
2: what country was it again? Ah, uh, Sweden. Sweden.
0: Okay. Yeah. And also, he directed um the nineteen ninety eight film adaptation of *Les Miserables* with um Liam Neeson as Jean Valjean and Jeffrey Rush mm, okay. as um Javert. He directed that version as well, which I don't mind because I thought Jeffrey Rush was fantastic as Javert in um, *Les Misérables*. That version at least, and Uma Thurman was um, Fantine. I've never
2: seen any *Les Mis*.
0: Never seen any *Les Mis*. Okay. No,
2: I totally like. I like musicals, but if like they're singing the whole way through, it's so musical that version. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. I'm it's not a musical. so musical.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the only musical annotation is that new the recent one with Hugh oh, okay. uh, Jackman. That's the only musical version.
2: Really? Oh, thank God for that. Because, <laughs> like, I always, I always like know it from like stage production sort of thing. I always thought it was a musical.
0: Oh, it well, just resonated
2: musical in... with me, and I was like,
0: well, you'll be happy to know that that version is not a musical.
2: I oh, thank so... God. <laughs> I can't be asked to read the book. It's like a thousand pages long. I'd get yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, have you seen House of the Spirits? Uh, no, never heard of it. Never, like, seen the cover of it or anything. So, this is like brand brand new for me, I suppose. They um, say, as you say, John, I don't mind um, the um, those. Uh, what is, what is it, those classic spectacle kind of rom com? What did you call them?
1: Um, ah. Period.
2: Drum. Period drama,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the period because dramas. they got all the sets and costumes. And yes, it. yeah, look that,
2: for yeah. sure. That's always cool to look at. They're always fun to look at. To For me to watch, it has to be an interesting story for me to, like, stay engaged. Mm. Because sometimes I could not give a shit about, like, bourgeoisie, complaining about bourgeoisie shit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> you don't want to marry Harold because he's not good at croquet. So, all right,
1: <laughs> good on
0: you, yeah. son. Fair
1: enough. No, but it looks like he's brought a European sort of sense of style to it, obviously being a, yeah, Mm. European director, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with that cast, it's so, yeah, it'll be interesting how it plays out.
2: (laughs) I know, and I was thinking about Jeremy Irons today, and I'm just like, what is that man up to? Because he's amazing.
0: I love his work.
1: Oh, he's, he's incredible.
0: Well, the last thing he did was he played Alfred in... Um, yeah, that's right, the Batman, yes. Yeah, in Batman versus Superman Just- and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So he played Alfred in those movies. Yeah,
1: he that's did show right. up as, uh, in the Watchmen TV show as Ozzy Mandis. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still
2: plotting along, that's cool.
1: He's a great actor. He's yeah, no. Nah. Incredible. It's like
2: one of those things, like, I don't like Shakespeare. I can't really stand Shakespeare, but he'd be like, I'd see him do some Shakespeare. straight up (laughs) Mm, i don't know if it's that sound yeah because i just grew up on like die hard three it's like a film i grew up on and like you know (laughs) him and that film is just brilliant
1: (laughs) oh it is a good one he's he's brilliant so um yeah him and his cronenberg stuff too yeah
0: Mm, mm, for sure
1: uh john
0: did you want to do the next one as well
1: yes definitely so uh the next title is from 2003 and it's I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. This is imprint number 206. Um, the hypnotic thriller from the director of Croupier and the classic Get Carter. In I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, Willie Clive Owen, a former mobster, comes back to town after he learns a younger brother, Davey uh, Reese Myers, has committed suicide. Upon learning that Davey was brutally raped by mobsters, Willie is determined to seek justice to find the men who victimised him. Uh, While on the search for the mobsters, Willie comes face-to-face with Frank Scott, the local bad boy, and conflict arises when Frank starts to believe that Willie is back in town to reclaim the status as the town's bad boy. Uh, From acclaimed director of uh, Croupier and uh, Get Carter, Mike Hodges, Uh, Starring Clive Owen, uh, Charlotte Rampling, and Mount McDowell, is a worldwide first on Blu-ray. So this includes a a 1080p high-definition transfer on Blu-ray, audio commentary with director Mike Hodges and actor Trevor Preston, Mike Hodges and I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, a BBC documentary, a trailer uh, more special features to be determined, so early days, so we'll see what else gets announced. Aspect Ratio 1.78, Audio English DTS HD 5.1 Surround LPCM 2.0, uh, optional English subtitles, and a limited edition slipcover to the first 1,500 uh, titles there. Um, yeah, I, I'm really keen to see this because I, I really do like Mike Hodges films, um, I think he's a, a great director. We just spoke about him, actually. Uh, no, actually, no, we, we saw a film of his recently, didn't we, Tony?
0: Yes, we did. We did see a film of his recently, Some one I've never even heard of but until just recently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the UK <laughs> comedy from 1985, Morons from Outer Space.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was it was, it was
0: of... actually really hilarious it was actually quite funny
1: it was I, I had a bit of a ball watching that and um yeah he's just a really diverse director because he's done a number of films i know tony did one of your favorites flash gordon as well. yep
0: we did flash gordon with and... uh, sam jones and of course max Sydow as being the merciless
1: Yep, yep. You like Flash Gordon
0: Kendall? The you know what? I, I don't mind it. I have watched
2: the film a couple of years ago, and I thought it was a bit of fun. It was, like, 80s fun stuff, and I have, like, this really big, like, Queen record box set, oh, vinyl, and it's got that soundtrack in it. So I'm like, yeah. And that, that's a fucking great, like, Flash <laughs> That's like that was stuck in my head for so long. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's one of the good songs that gets stuck in your head. So I'm like, flash, played on repeat.
1: Yeah, literally, save everything you Amazing. Uh, I think it's yeah. I, I like him, and and he's known obviously for his British gangster films like Get Carter. Um, yeah, and um, I've seen Get Carter. I've seen Pulp. But I haven't seen this one, and it sounds like it's, it was his return to that genre, that sort of crime. And to be honest, the plot, um, when I'm reading it, sounds awfully familiar to Get uh, It sounds very similar to Get Carter in terms of the plot. So uh, I don't know if it's a bit of a semi-remake of Get Carter, um, but it's, um, which is one of my favourites. And I recently um, picked up that 4K sort of Get Carter, and I, I watched it again. And it still holds up, just one of the best sort of British crime films. But I haven't seen this one, and uh, I love a good british crime film so uh if this um you know kind of uh i guess fits in that genre and it's a later one i'm very excited to see it so yeah. a good, good old gangster british film um so yeah very keen on this uh kendall what do you think of this one i think you like the old british gangster films quite oh yeah i
2: love my british gangster films um i i think i've heard of this Like, once, not too long ago, when I was reading an article about, like, it was sort of, like, just one of those little articles people write, clickbait kind of things, it's, like, ten films that try and recreate Quentin's, like, cool-talking gangsters, and I think this was, like, on the list.
1: even, (laughs) Even though, like... This director was doing it forty years before Tarantino.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's just like, oh yeah, it's playing on the whole Pulp Fiction, Cool Reservoir Dogs. No, it's about like ten years late though. I'm like, okay, cool. Exactly. But um, no, Me. like, I, yeah, <laughs> I love my British gangster stuff. It's great. Um, original Gangster Number One is fucking awesome with Malcolm McDowell, where he's just yeah. like angry but like Paul Bettany steals the show in that mm. just mental, I love him that should get a release actually it's got a release somewhere it should
1: don't think it has, no
2: that's next, I can hound them for that um I haven't seen the Creepier but the Arrows are releasing that aren't they
1: they are yeah so yeah. it's another Mike Hodges film so they are getting released slowly
2: mm. yeah for sure, cool, that's cool um no, I'll, I'm interested in this. I'll, have a, I'll check definitely check this out, for sure.
1: Yeah, very cool. And uh, Tony, what do you think of this one? Have you seen this this one?
0: Um, I've heard of it. I've seen the trailer and I've seen the videos rentals many many times. It's always it was always a big hit when it was re- when it was, as a renter. but unfortunately I have not seen it. And I love British gangster films as well, like like all of you, like both of you. And um, I really can't wait to see this. Like I love Croupier, but it's a shame I missed out on this one. And of course, Malcolm McDowell's in it as well. And yeah, Malcolm McDowell, as you all know, is the lead in my all-time favorite movie, Kubrick's *Clockwork Orange*. So mm. he, um, he everything, everything he's in, I'll always watch. And Even
2: thirty one by Rob Zombie.
0: I have seen Thirty One <laughs> by Rob Zombie. I own Thirty One by Rob Zombie. Poor and, man. And um I think it's Rob Zombie's worst movie, but I have to own it because it's um well, because um it's Rob Zombie and I have everything of his. So I have to I'm a completist and I have to get it. You
2: know and what? Uh, like side note, that first scene in that film where it's um thingo just talking to the screen for like the first five, ten minutes is probably the best thing in that film.
0: I agree. Like I, yeah,
2: that shot was like, this is fucking brilliant. This is gonna be good.
0: And then it's like, nah, I was wrong. Went downhill. Yes. <laughs> Went down. but no, Aww. I did. L- I did like that beginning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good beginning. True. So yeah, I have not seen *I'll Sleep When I'm Dead*, and of course, Clive Owen is in it. also, he was the lead in Croupier. And just um, no, I really want to. I can't wait to see this one once it's released from Imprint.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very keen on this one. So this is probably one I'm I'm most excited about. I'll 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 be watching this one immediately. So see how it picks up and how he reinvents the genre, you know, 30 years later. So yeah, this I'm, I'm very intrigued definitely.
0: Okay, so um, Ryan, did you want to name the next title? Yes,
2: let's do it. Uh, imprint number 207 from 1990, we got Jacob's Ladder. Oh, a divorced veteran, oh, Vietnam veterans, veteran returned postman, Jacob Singer, played by Tin Robbins, is disturbed, disturbed when he begins to be plagued by dis- bizarre and violent hallucinations. Both of the family he has abandoned and a bloody battle he could not previously remember. So strong are the images that the line between past and present, real and unreal, begins to dissolve. Desperate for help, Jacob... Jacob Turns to his ex wife Sarah uh, and chiropractor Lewis, uh, played by Danny Alio. Uh, from visionary director Adrian Lane, uh, Jacob's Ladder is a terrifying psychological horror, starring Tim Robbins, Elizabeth Peña, Danny Alio, and Jason Alexander. Uh, tech specs and uh, special features, let me scroll down, and uh, we've got a 1080p high def. Uh, presentation on Blu-ray, audio commentary by director Adrian, uh, building Jacobs' letter featurettes, three additional scenes with optional commentary by the director, theatrical theatrical trailer with more special features to be announced, uh, original aspect ratio of one eighty-five to one. Uh, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround sound plus LPCm 2.0 optional English subbies uh, and uh, slipcase for the first 1500 copies um, I have seen this film I well, was many years ago many years ago um, I do remember it semi semi vividly how it's almost like I'm kind of Tim Robbins, I'm like, I remember bits from it being, like, all fucking dark and creepy and scary. And it's really well made and shot and is fantastic. And uh, I feel like this is probably Adrian's, like, only non-erotic thriller film, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, this is, like, what was it? Yeah, 1990s. So this is probably just before we started getting all sexy. But, um, yeah, Tim Robbins, fantastic Performance in this He looks scruffy and sweaty as all shit Um I think this is set in New York Mm. I think so And it's like 1990 So it was kind of like when New York was still Kind of dirty A bit, it was getting like a little cleaned up But it was still kind of dirty And I think Adrian like captured that Like dirtiness really well Um, I, I do recommend This one Uh, Tones, Tones and I Yep. Uh, Thoughts, comments, concerns. (laughs) Give it to me.
0: (laughs) Uh, As a horror fiend, I have seen Jacob's Ladder and I absolutely adore this movie. It is so good. Um, Adrian Lyon has done... uh, Yeah, as you said, Ryan, um, I believe that may be one of his only non-erotic... Maybe his non-erotic film. Well, I don't know if you consider Flashdance or Fox's erotic but of course um yeah but flash
2: out. dance is only there for that like one scene that everyone yeah. <laughs> I, I think
1: this, his own, <laughs> his only horror he ever did, yeah.
0: Just yeah, the... it's the only horror film he ever did. That's right. And um and of course I I remember watching this film and I just fell in love with it. And Tim Robbins was fantastic in it. As well as Danny Aiello, he was incredible. And of course Elizabeth Pena. I haven't seen her in anything recently she was really good in this one and um yeah with adrian Lyon, of course um imprint recently released well, probably my f- one of my favorite films of the of the they released this year lolita um did that and then but but after this one i believe he did um indecent proposal with um demi moore and woody harrelson and robert redford so yeah he was back to the erotica theme afterwards so um but yeah, but it was good to see Adrian Lyon do something different, like a horror movie. And this was just this was just a really good horror movie, mm, for sure. Uh, John, no doubt you've seen Jacob's Ladder.
1: Yes, I adore Jacob's Ladder as well. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely one of my favorite horrors. I uh, first time I saw it, th- the film was just so unsettling, and obviously it's set when he comes back from from Vietnam, and you don't know what's going on with him is is this a nightmare is he is this in hell is this purgatory what's happening it just gets weirder and weirder and yeah you know tim robbins like he gives a really good performance here and i guess everyone you know goes oh you know shawshank 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 but you know he's been in so much more and he's a great actor and a few weeks ago i had some Friends of mine, they want to watch a, a comedy or something, so we actually put on um, uh, the player. Obviously, Tim Robbins, and and he's just such a good actor. I forgot how how good he is, mm. <laughs> uh,
2: mm.
1: even just as a standout standalone performer. But uh yeah, no, I love this film. I think it's it's really influential this film because the like I know it's nineteen ninety, but. Visually, no other horror film I can think of look like this from that time period. Because uh, I've always made comparisons. This film did influence stuff, like a lot of '90s music videos, and especially mm. what—not well, spoil it, but there's a, a final scene where he's uh, in like a mental ward asylum, and some of that imagery in there, like the shaking head and and the putting him on the table and the the faceless—I won't spoil it—but there's a lot of freaky imagery that which up in 1990s music videos and stuff like, you know, you, you see from a Nine Inch Nails music video, something like closer, something like that. Like this was like way before that. And even games like, you know, Silent Hill uh, took a huge influence from this film, apparently. Uh, I remember one of the Silent Hill um, creators saying that they they watched Jacob's Ladder over and over again to get that sort of really stained look of the walls, like really disturbing look. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so i just think i i love this film i could talk about it all day and and there's a lot of interpretation of what it means but it's truly one of the most unsettling disturbing horror films i think ever made and um i'm i'm over the moon that it's getting a a good release from uh from Inprint because it's had some it had a a blu-ray like a shoddy sort of u.s blu-ray from the u.s but yeah I'm i'm very keen to get this edition Yeah, it was
2: very um washed out, the picture I remember. That was just very grey, greyish-blue. But it's almost like... It's like a horror film, but it's almost like an anti-war film. Like an anti-Vietnam film. Yes. At the heart of it, in a way. It is. It's it's like just a full-on PTSD sort of fucking vibe going on.
1: And that's the thing you don't know, is he going... Is it PTSD? Is he going insane from the Mm. war? Or was, was there an experiment he was part of, like what's, and it's, it's a real mystery. And, and you're right. Like I said, *Kendall* does true. capture that grimy sort of New York. Like, it, like it looks, it's meant to be set after you know, the end the seventies or, you know, early seventies or late sixties, but it catches mean, yeah. sort of New York still. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, it, it was, it was very desaturated look. And it worked so well.
1: Yeah, it was. And, um, yeah, horror around that time was, you know, Oh, you're going to the '90s, like quite. Yeah, it was
2: kind of dying because it was just fucking like the eighth sequel of a franchise <laughs> or some shit. Really.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, it this is the thing. Like, you compare, like, you think of stuff coming around the time, like, you know what? Uh, you know, Friday Thirteen Part Eight. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, like stuff like that. And you look at Jacob's Ladder, and this is a league beyond those films. This is true horror. This is like not yeah. goofy, goofy slasher. Yeah, that's the
2: thing. Like, that's when like the horrors started to get like more comedic. As yes. Well.
1: Yeah, I can't recommend this enough. And yeah, there's uh, a lot of cool stuff on here as well. So yeah.
2: Hells
0: yeah. And there's going to be more special features coming soon. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they, they will be.
2: And Jason yeah. Alexander as well, a young Jason. Yes.
0: Mm.
1: He plays the the lawyer, I think. He's the one that's like. Yeah.
2: And he's... It's always cool to see him with hair. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full head of hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. <and> it, <laughs> there has... was a time. <laughs> there was. I mean, he has like this full on. I think he has this full on meltdown with him, and he goes in this Costanza mode. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, there was no experiments, you know. So, oh yeah, good old That's joke. Funny.
2: Yeah, he's always going on about experiment I was experimented on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just need this. The uh, ding, 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 ding.
0: <laughs> alrighty, I guess it's my turn now. Um, okay, now this is imprint release number two hundred and eight. Georgia from 1995. Hmm. Georgia tells the story of two sisters, one talented, the other passionate, and the rivalry that binds them together. Sadie, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, is a rebel who aspires to rock stardom, while her sister Georgia, played by Mayor Winningham, is a gifted and already successful musician. Sadie, unwilling to give up her dreams, struggled to make a name for herself in the shadow of her talented sister. From acclaimed director Ulu Grosbard, who directed Straight Time, comes this underrated independent 90s film, which includes stellar performances from Jennifer Jason Lee and Mayor Winningham, who has received a Best Supporting Role Oscar nomination. Starring Jennifer Jason Lee, Mayor Winningham, Ted Levine, or Ted Levine, sorry, Max Perlich, and John Doe, and this is a worldwide first on Blu-ray. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan from the original negative, a new audio commentary by film historians Brian Reisman and Max Every, original theatrical trailer, there'll be more special features to be announced, aspect ratio 185 by 1, Audio English LPCM 2.0, optional English subtitles, limited edition slipcase on the first 1,500 copies with unique artwork. Now, unfortunately, I have not seen Georgia, but I have heard of it. I've read all about it. The The, the performances of Jennifer Jason Lee and Mayor Whittingham always got high praise. But the interesting fact of this movie is that this movie was written by Barbara Turner, who was Jennifer Jason Lee's mother. And um, that's what I find quite fascinating. And um this movie I I've, I've, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about it. So yeah, um, I, I'm looking forward to watching this one when it's released. So Ryan, have you seen Georgia?
2: I have not seen Georgia, but um I'm I'm getting like more love for Jennifer Jason Lee in the 90s, like, I just love finding stuff from like her catalog popping up, and she's a fantastic in the '90s.
1: Mm-hmm. As
2: I don't know, I just feel like I never really like, or I don't know if she ever got that like superstar status quo in the '90s. I feel like she should have, but I haven't. I don't know the film. No idea about it. I'm interested in it, but yeah, just talking about Jennifer because I think she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she is. Yeah, like I said, like she'd done so much in the 90s that I'm just finding out now that's getting released. And I'm just like, I don't know, was she kind of like those A-lister actors in the 90s? Or was she just like that sort of art house? Probably more art house,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, like the indie. I guess it's indie. Those Mm. days, not really art house, but. um yeah, the
0: A-list indie actor. <laughs> yeah, no, she's great. She's fantastic.
1: She is. Uh, John, have you seen Georgia? Uh, no, I haven't. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I I really do like these 90s independent films, especially ones that are uh, kind of popping up here and there. I mean, this is one I'd um, not even heard of, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I, I like I said, you see Kendall Jennifer Jason Lee the more I see of her the more I'm like it's it, it's a wealth of films with her like I don't know what is like she, they're popping up more and more um, like particularly 90s ones and uh you know I'm intrigued to see what else she's done I might even try and go through and uh, <laughs> watch all the 90s work but uh yeah it's 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 one um yeah because like I said I do like these sort of 90s type of films I've got sort of the vibe of a uh, gas, food, lodging. You know, could could not. It may be yeah. something different. Um, but should the, do that
2: Miami Blues or something. I should do
1: Miami something with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, another great film. Yeah, yeah, that's really. Good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm Jeff Jason Lee's for the nineties. Um, as the um, as a psychopath um, roommate from hell. Um, oh, single, from white single white female. female. Yeah. yeah, yes.
1: There she is. True. And,
0: and she also starred in Robert Altman's Shortcuts um, as the um, as the mother who do, who performs um, phone sex in front of uh, the kids oh, and the yeah,
1: husband. Uh, uh, Penn, Penn's the husband, that's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Chris Penn, the late, great Penn. Chris Penn.
1: The,
0: uh, that's, that's right. right. I haven't seen Shortcuts. I need to see
2: it.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Shortcuts is fantastic. Incredible. You need to dedicate three hours, but it's yeah. worth it's.
2: No, it's no, great. it's Altman. I can do that.
1: Easy, Actually, it's easy, it's all <laughs> masterpiece. Uh, but no, I mean, like I said, that this, yeah, these sort of 90s films that we were getting, they were interesting, all these independent ones, like we, you know, we don't see that anymore, really. And when, uh, so in regards to like this sort of like indie filmmaking, um, on film, so yeah, I'm, I'm very keen, I'll, I'll I'll be checking this out quite uh, uh, with anticipation. So yeah, sign me up for this, I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And now for the last title for the March releases imprint release number 209, Return to Paradise from 1998. In this tense, twisted thriller of passion and betrayal, two men face a decision of a lifetime. They had been three buddies living the life in Malaysia, a life of drugs, sex, and freedom. Sheriff and Tony returned to America, but Lewis decided to stay on. Two years later, a lawyer arrives in New York. Lewis is running in a prison cell, sentenced to die because of them. And the only way that he can be saved is if Sheriff and Tony return to serve three years in a living hell. One woman must do whatever it takes to persuade, and she only has five days to do it. But as the day of execution draws closer, no one can p- predict what fate has in store for those and who, st- who stay and those who leave And Return to Paradise. Based on the French film Force Majeure, Return to Paradise was overlooked at the time of release despite critical acclaim and features solid early performances from Joaquin Phoenix, Vince Vaughan and Anne Heche. This film stars Vince Vaughan, Anne Heche, Joaquin Phoenix, David Conrad and Vera Farmiga. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p presentation on Blu-ray from a 4K scan from the original negative, a new interview with director Joseph Rubin, a new interview with composer Mark Mancina, theatrical trailer, and there'll be more special features to be announced, aspect ratio of 235 by 1, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround and LPCM 2.0, Optional English subtitles and limited edition slipcase on the first 1,500 copies with unique artwork. Now, this film I have seen on VHS back in the day, and I remember it being a really good thriller. It has been a long time since I've seen it, mind you, but um, from what I remember, I really enjoyed it, and it, was, it actually was quite intense to watch in, in parts. Um, John, have you seen Return to Paradise?
1: Yes, years ago, um, but it was on TV, um, <clears throat> actually on Foxtel, uh, many, many years ago. I remember bits and pieces. I remember enjoying it as as a thriller as well. Um, and like I said, I just love sort of late 90s films in general. And uh, and yeah, I, I just remember the, the, the tension between the characters um, and and particularly a number of scenes that stick out to me. And uh, it was good to see, you know, Vince Vaughn in a – serious role obviously you know went in more into comedies but this was him in a more you know more serious younger performance and mm. uh, yeah and, and now he's made a bit of a comeback with two more serious roles with you know uh you know cell block um what should we call it rolling
2: cell Block 99
1: yeah, yeah of course were. oh we're, that
0: was incredible yeah great
1: film showing that he can he can be a dramatic actor and and he always kind of was until he kind of got into the the comedies and the naughties, and the but, um, but yeah, I think it, it's a good film and you're and really great cast and rock Queen Phoenix as well, you know, him obviously in a younger role and, um, and, uh, and Hitch who passed away recently. I think she, Yeah,
0: she passed away quite recently. Yes. Yeah. It
1: was quite a shock. So I guess it will be a bit of a tribute to her and, um, Yeah, yeah, really good. So yeah, just just I'm looking forward to revisiting it. My memory's a bit hazy on it, but I remember bits and pieces from it. Um, But yeah, that was like over 20 years ago. So Mm. yeah, to give it a watch. Uh,
0: Ryan, have you seen Return to Paradise? Um, no, I've never
2: heard of it. But I feel—is this the first pairing of Vince Vaughn and Anne H, who did the Psycho remake?
0: I think this was made after the Psycho. After
2: it, yeah. We'll not talk about that.
0: No, I haven't I mean, seen it, but whatever. That, that is probably the ultimate sacrilege. I love Gus Van Sant as a director, mm. but that was just,
2: uh, that was just um, a... Sacrilege. was bit wasted. Sacrilege. sacrilege. Yeah. Okay. Now, as, as always, I've always had this, like, I haven't had anything, but, like, with Vince Form, like, because I kind of grew up in that naughty, so I only, like, you him from comedies, but until I realised he was a dramatic actor in the 90s beforehand, just kind of freaked me out and just weirded me out a little bit. I'm just like... What, that guy that just, like, looks like he has a stick up his ass, talking mm-hmm. down to people was actually a dramatic actor back in the day? Can yeah. The, from the Domestic
1: guy... Disturbance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the Wedding Crasher guy, you know what? Yeah, literally, the Wedding Crasher guy.
2: And I'm just like, oh, fucking Domestic Disturbance and this and the Psycho remake. And there was a couple others. And I'm like, okay, shit, damn. Fair like enough, it was an, actual, it was an ad, actual actor before he just... Doing comedy. Yeah. done the movies with Owen Wilson.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the cell. He did the cell as well. I
0: love
2: the yeah, cell. Yeah, the cell,
1: yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sh- but he's yeah, he's he's quite underrated as a dramatic actor. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. I know. And it's of course, deep. Joaquin Phoenix has come a long way. He's now an Academy Award winner for Joker. Yeah. Uh, about, um, about time. He's done, he is fantastic. He's phenomenal. He does whatever he does is good. Like, I think his first film was, um, Gus Van Sant's um, to die for with Nicole Kidman. That was a really good one, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And, um, what else he did he do? Of course, gladiator. He was in a uh,
2: pet, pa- no, it wasn't pet, pa- was it parenthood?
0: Oh, no, I think no, no, you're right. Yes, you're right. He was a kid, said. yes, you're right. It was parenthood. That's right,
2: yeah. Yeah, no. If like, if Joaquin Phoenix is just—he's too perfect to be around. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't know what to do if I ever like met him or even looked at him. I'm like, oh, I can't look at you. <laughs> it's like staring into the sun. That man, so beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh no, he's a—he's a—he. Everything he's done so far has been amazing. No, I don't think he's ever done a bad performance in a movie. But no. but
1: nah.
0: but Joker. I know a lot of people hate it, but I really. Like, A lot of people really do hate Joker, yeah, it's true. But I I highly I really enjoyed it. especially for his his performance. It's incredible.
2: Yeah. Interesting. I always remember Buffalo Soldiers. That was
1: fun. Ah yes, that one too.
0: That was awesome. No, no. No, it's
1: good. It's a good film. Look forward to it. Yeah,
2: no, I haven't uh, heard of this one. Haven't seen it. I might pick it up, give it a squeeze.
1: It's It's also got a, um, what's her name, uh, Vera. Uh, yeah.
0: Vera Farmiga, yes. Think,
1: yeah, who more came in recently, and I guess, in terms of being a star, like, I guess, from you know, the the Conjuring films and, and Orphan and stuff. Like, I guess she's more yeah. in horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she became more famous in her 40s. But, you know, this is interesting to see her in her. Uh, I think she's quite young in this. Yeah, you know, yeah, she
2: just, was quite young. Yeah, really. early 20s, maybe. Pushing 20s, Yeah, yeah, but...
1: yeah. Was, but she's known as that, you know, forty-ish year old. But yeah, it's it's good to see her in a early, interesting to see her in an earlier, younger role as well. So for any fans of her,
0: yes, um, this is the end of the March releases, and I've got to say, I'm very happy with this month. Little Buddha, I'll say when I'm dead, Jacob's Ladder, Return to Paradise—such great titles, and um, really looking forward to. Revisiting Little Buddha, especially, and um, I want to see how I want, I'm looking forward to this print of Jacob's. I'm sure it'll be a good one. Um, so, yeah. John, what do you think of this uh, month?
1: Yeah, this is a really strong month, and they're uh, starting off the year. Um, there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, yeah, like I said, Jacob's ladder is probably the top pick for me just because I love the film so much, but yeah, uh, yeah, r- really interesting mix of titles once again, a bit of everything, um, horror, crime, drama, thriller. So yeah, I think everyone will find something interesting here. Definitely.
0: For sure. Ryan, what do you think of the March releases?
2: Yeah, pretty good, man. I'll probably get like at least half of these for sure. I'll probably get a little Buddha. I probably want to watch my like flashback entertainment shitty DVD first though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, good old flashy. Never let I you see, down. I feel
1: like, yeah, flashback. I feel TV like right
2: Umbrella now. might have released it like you were talking about.
1: I, I feel like I've got an Umbrella, but because uh, I know Flashback used to do like a lot of re like I don't know if they were legit, but sort of gray market re releases of Umbrella titles. So mm. um, I'll have to get out. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, I'll
2: totally get Jacob Slider for sure, probably get Georgia.
0: George, no. yes. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, this is our second last episode for the year, and um, mm. coming up on our final episode for 2022 is a big one. Um, we are going to be doing a very special episode with um, with us three, as well as previous guests from from the show throughout the year, as About well. Twelve as
2: other the- guests. <laughs>
0: As as well as someone else from, as well as someone who hasn't been on the show before, and he is coming, and he's going to be speaking to us all the way from Canada. So he's actually really, it's, 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 it's a real exciting episode. Like, we'll be discussing the best of imprint of the releases of 2022. And um, yeah, it's going to be a huge one, and I'm really looking forward to doing that one very soon. Yeah,
2: S- but, seclude three hours for that one.
0: <laughs> it may yeah. not be that long but we'll see how it goes <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh yeah no nah, it'll probably be
2: like oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah you never know wish what me luck it? in the wish me luck in the processing of that one
2: <laughs> just do it in like two parts or something just pretend yeah. it's like the godfather one wanted to
0: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> now um thank you so much for listening to the episode and of mm. course to following us you can follow us on the facebook groups the imprint films blu-ray collections fan group and the imprint cast facebook pages and once again john thank you so much for joining and ryan thank you for joining I'm glad to have you back on it's been oh, a while anytime, since we had you so on true. so long
2: that's been good been it, it, yeah, it feels been ages right
0: yeah it has been quite a while
2: it's, yeah true
0: no worries. Yeah. <laughs> okay, until the final episode soon. Have a yeah. good one and we'll and enjoy your input releases. Okay, see you soon.
2: Cheerio. Bye.